What's up guys? It's Anthony from Heavy Metal Lover Six Pack. Again we have our new Maiden of Metal for the month of February. Um, we apologize a little bit for the video as uh, Zoom wasn't super cooperative. So we only have Molly's image and not ours talking to her, which totally fine. She is the main focus. All good. Also, some uh, some audio jimble jamble in there, in and outs. Um, so keep that in mind. Thanks again. Enjoy. So as of as of right meow, we own everything that you say. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and thank you for taking the time and hanging yes, out with thank us you. for a little bit. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. This is the Heavy Metal Over Six Pack Podcast, our Maiden of Metal segment. And we are with Molly Rennick of the band Living Dead Girl, which is clearly a Rob Zop. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 you know i know i know the question about the name comes up a lot i've actually i actually i listened to quite a few interviews that you, like you did like prior to actually like getting you on kind of a thing and it's actually like a really cool story if you don't mind saying what the name living dead girl actually comes from yeah for sure um well admittedly i'm just throwing this out there even though it makes me sound like such a loser at the age of 16 the only rob zombie song i knew was dragula so when i that's fair I was 15 or 16. I think I was like in grade 10. It's perfectly and, understandable yeah. though. No. Yeah, like I knew Dragula. I wasn't totally a loser. I knew some Rob Zombie, <laughs> but like, I didn't know Living Dead Girl was a song at the time. I just thought it was like a cool expression. Right. Um, like a cool phrase. Um, but where I came up with it was my parents basically told me when I was born for the first like few minutes of my life, they basically thought I was a stillborn uh, because like I just came out and was like grayish blue, wasn't breathing, mm -hmm. wasn't screaming or crying the way newborns are supposed to do. I was just like, basically like a stillborn and my mom said like there was so much tension in the room everyone thought I was dead the doctor was like smacking my face like okay come on like breathe mm -hmm. trying to get me uh so yeah my mom just basically said like I came into this world first by startling everyone and give them a heart attack <laughs> which is just a dramatic entrance onto this planet like it actually suits me cool <laughs> <laughs> um, name because I was like it like suits me personally um I came into this world dead and I feel like I, I stayed that way on the inside. So I just thought it was a cool okay. name. That, suited me. that was actually <laughs> the part of the story that I actually enjoyed. Like you're like, like literally the living dead girl. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's, that's awesome. Fantastic. Great job with that. Thank you. <laughs> so the album has been out. It's been, it's been out there. It's been in the world for about, let's call it seven months now. Mm. I had, a, I know it was a long journey, like getting, getting to that release. How, how do you feel about it now that it's out in the airwaves and everybody's been able to consume it and give you their feedback? The second it came out felt like a huge sigh of relief. Like there was so much build up to that moment, to getting it out there, making sure the release was perfect. I do all of our like social media and promotional material myself. Like, so I was like making videos and pictures. Like I was like getting all of our advertisement content ready. Like there was honestly so much work put into it. Like I was like not even sleeping. I was spending every single day just sitting at my laptop working on it. So the second it came out, I was just like, okay, I can breathe now. I was like, it's done. It's out there. People can listen to it. I was like, I don't need to stress anymore. Well, that was a lie. I do still stress over it, but I mean, like it felt like the biggest relief like I don't even need to worry about this now because people have it they can listen to it they can enjoy it I don't need to worry about the details anymore of like getting it out there so having it out in the world feels amazing like just knowing like anyone can find it they can stumble across it on Spotify find it on YouTube like it's just out there and it's accessible mm -hmm. to whoever wants it and that just feels amazing to me like people will message and say oh it came up in the Spotify playlist or it was my suggested on YouTube and it's just so cool seeing yeah. how people yeah. find 
like we're an independent band we don't have like a huge label behind us or anything it's just seeing how many people happen to stumble across it is really cool absolutely what's been your uh what's been your favorite part of the journey of putting out the album favorite part uh I really like doing like music videos and photo shoots and things like that because as much as I love being in the studio and creating the music as well um I like taking the extra step and bringing like my ideas to life even further mm -hmm. so like doing videos that we did like those experiences definitely stick out to me because it feels like as an artist every time I'm like writing a song it's personal expression I'm talking about my feelings and my experiences but then like to come up with visuals as well like even doing like the whole um like album artwork and everything like I feel like I've created my own little world that I live in at this point like I feel like living dead girls just like this little universe I live in um so I really like any creative part of it videos pictures anytime I get to create something hands-on is like the yeah. best part Absolutely. Because you have a heavy, you have a heavy hand in all of it, in all of your videos, don't you? Like a lot of the concepts and whatnot are, are pretty much done mainly by you, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm admittedly a control freak. <laughs> um, I'm very, I love to be like exactly how I pictured it. Um, but like, like I said, my music is my self-expression. So it's very important to me that like everything reflects exactly how I wanted it to be. You know, like if I have an idea in my mind, it has to like be portrayed exactly like that. That's a lot. That's a lot of work to actually handle all the social media aspects, yeah. especially especially for you guys, because like the presence that you guys actually have like online and whatnot. So kudos to taking that on <laughs> yourself. Yeah. It is a lot of work. Sometimes I'm like, should I just hire someone? And I'm like, nope, I've got this. <laughs> it's good, though. So, I mean, obviously, for like the last, like, you, you kind of, you, you guys came aboard in a very interesting time for music because obviously, you know, we had the situation where the world kind of ended a couple of years ago and like everybody kind of got like shut in. But having like the, the social media presence and like the visual presence, like how, how important would you say that is now to, to like the, to even like just being a music artist, like having that visual aspect to it? It's everything, honestly. Like people are very visual. People, will come up with an opinion on something before they've even listened to it. People will look at what I look like and decide if I'm a good singer before they've heard me sing, right. you know, like people are opinionated and can be judgmental. And mm -hmm. unfortunately people do judge books by their covers. Right. So if you have a really strong image to represent your artwork or something that just like really suits it, people can already have an opinion on it before they even given at the time of day. Sure. Um, so it's very important to me. I'm like, like when we're doing videos and picture stuff, I'm like the outfits have to be perfect. Like the aesthetic, the color scheme, the lighting, like all of our content has to fit like a very specific aesthetic to reflect the music because it, it is all goes, it goes hand in hand really. Like I'm just so particular about like, I'm trying not to sound like <laughs> I'm making myself sound like such like a nitpicky control freak. Oh, I no, mean, no, like, you're, no. you're really not though. Like this is actually why like why I wanted to bring it up with you because I I, <laughs> I I was willing to bet that it was important to you. Yeah, it's a <laughs> is what it is. Like everything just has to go together. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's your your own critic as well. You know what I mean? So you're going to be yeah. the one to pick out the flaws compared to someone else. Oh yes, I, yeah. I'm very I'm very bad for that. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad thing. You brought up a you brought up the point where like everybody like judges a book by like the cover like how often have you uh, gotten a reaction where like everyone's like, oh she's probably like a good singer and then you actually go out and perform and they go whoa that just happened 
it's actually hilarious for me because especially when people see me live and in person, cause I'm like such like a tiny girl. I look like I'm 12 in real life. Um, and then some people are thinking like, Oh, this girl thinks she can scream. Like this like 12 year old looking like really feminine, cute girl thinks she can scream. And then I started screaming and like, I can just see like, like grown men looking like intimidated. Like it's actually kind of hilarious to me um, seeing people's initial reaction. Like even like I've worked with like three different producers now, even like when I go to a studio and they've never heard me sing in person, like it's one thing to hear me sing on a recording and like there could be, for all they know, I'm just kind of yelling and there's lots of distortion on it. Like they don't know and they hear it in person. But it's so funny, the reaction I always get when I start screaming is like, like I'll have like these like 40 year old men be like, whoa, like that's like, that's like really intimidating. Like that's hardcore and stuff. Like and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm just as masculine as you are apparently. <laughs> No, it works though. I mean, it, it would it shows more too in like the live aspect as well. You know what I mean? You don't have all that production trying to make it sound what you're yeah, doing. Exactly. You know what I mean? I just love like the contrast. Like I love the fact that I surprise people with what I sound like based off what I look like. Like mm -hmm. I think it's fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, is this the first band you've been in? I know, I know this band has been like kind of like pieced together like over the years, but like, like was there any projects prior to this? This technically is the only band I've ever been in. Um, obviously, I've had like member changes over the years, probably mm -hmm. like well, at this point. <laughs> um, but like, it's always been Living Dead Girl, though. It's just evolved. Sure. So like I started and I had a vision, I had an idea, and I found the people who I wanted to work with to make it happen. Um, we did change the name from Living Dead Girl a couple times when I was like 16, just because like different members, like having different input and stuff. And then finally, I was like, no, I like the name Living Dead Girl. I'm the front woman. I formed this project. Like, I'm going to stick with the name Living Dead Girl. Um, but like I said, it's changed over time, but it's always been like my project. So I'd say it's pretty much been the same band the entire time. As you can see, there's a cat going crazy. I was, I, I, I've been very, I've been distracted by it. I've been, I've, been, I've been refraining <laughs> from saying it's like there's totally a cat tower uh -huh. right behind you because like he's, yeah. he's, he or she is like absolutely loving it right now. Yeah, I was, I was like, I'm just going to ignore her and not let her distract me, but I <laughs> Any longer. <laughs> Dude, it's it's com completely fine like we're it's cool you did bring up the cat in your lap in our you know emails so okay <laughs> true okay well there was a thing like in the email chain like you asked if like <clears throat> you're just like pajamas with the cat in the lap lap or like so I, like you mentioned it's like okay well I'll, you know the makeup and like whatnot so i actually put on like a college shirt because we have a rule <laughs> nobody's allowed to look better than us like when we're on our show <laughs> when did that start I don't know. It, we failed every, every no, okay. time. So just, you know what I mean? It's like, um, <laughs> but that's it. That's that's. Yeah. Now we digress. I lost where I was. Anthony asked a question. I'll check my notes. You want me to ask a question? Yeah. Ask oh, questions. cool. Hey. Right. <laughs> um. So, obviously, your passion between your you know the modeling and then the music aspect. So. As you were growing up, which one would you say came first? I would say music came first. Okay. Music's my one true love. Okay. I do love modeling as well, but I, I see modeling kind of as like a side gig that supports sure. my music, whereas okay. my music, like my career, my passion, like like when I like describe myself, I always introduce myself as a musician before a model. Right, of course. Like even so when I was like four years old I'd be like in my living room singing along to like Avril Lavigne and Pink and that kind of stuff like singing into like a little toy microphone and I was like I'm gonna be a rock star and stuff and the modeling kind of just like came with it because mm -hmm. I'm like well 
front of a camera. I'm already going to be a performer. I'm already used to being the center of attention and people will pay to take pictures of me. So I might as well. <laughs> exactly. So I would assume it started pretty young then for the music passion. Oh yeah. Like I can't remember a point when I did, wasn't like, I'm going to be a rock star. Like I've been mm-hmm. saying that since I was like five. <laughs> what does awesome. a four-year-old sound like saying Avril Lavigne? <laughs> Probably really bad. Because <laughs> when I was when I was four, I don't know if I would be able to uh, to actually memorize like lyrics. I think I was like still in like sandbox mode. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, sandbox. <laughs> no, so. when I was three years old, like all I did was sing "Get This Party Started" by Pink. Like my mom would have company <laughs> glasses, like bring out a toy microphone and like make them all watch me sing it. That's <laughs> nice. It's gonna start somewhere. <laughs> So I actually read the description of uh, like how you uh, describe your, uh, your music, like uh, off of your website. And um, I think a lot of these elements are like, they're, uh, are very easy to see. Like all, like you, you actually mentioned metal, goth, hard rock, pop, industrial, pop, punk, like uh, <laughs> as uh, all the descriptions in your music. And again, um, honestly, the last week or so was actually like my first experience with the album. Complete, complete honesty, I'm very happy that it's now in my life, and like I can actually like add this to uh, to playlists and whatnot. Um, what would you say the style of music is actually your like heart and soul inspiration? It's so hard for me to answer this question because it's entirely based on my mood. I am sure. equal parts heavy metal and pop music, like straight up. Like I go from like listening to like the most like emo warp tour playlist on spotify simultaneous mm-hmm. like listening to britney spears in the car like it completely depends um i mean like obviously i love metal because i love screaming and all of that and i love headbanging like i'd rather perform heavy metal music sure. but like i'm at home doing vocal warm-ups and just like practicing singing like my go-to is like avril lavigne and like that kind of like early 2000s yeah and i'm gonna specify when i say pop music i mean anything before 2010 <laughs> Sure. Like, I like that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> early spot for pop music for me. When it was good, I got you. <laughs> yes. When, when it was, Still had a little bit of a soul. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It was more for the music, not for the popularity, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Which you're, uh, we actually were going through some of your vocal covers, and the Avril Lavigne one is fantastic. Thank you. Wait, which Avril Lavigne one? There's like the, 10. Well, that's 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 fair. Uh, we watched. I the, think "Bite Me" was my favorite. The the newest one, yeah, by her, I think. Because um, I, I actually I listened to a lot of your vocal covers, and I think like as far as like the fit, like you did very well with all of them. For, first off, but I I feel like "Bite Me" like you just nailed it. Like you just went in there. It's like, dude, I'm just gonna come in. I'm gonna do this video. I'm just gonna kill it. Thank so you. That was that's what that was my feedback on, on that one. Um. Shit, I'm doing so bad right now. I just had another question. I lost that one too. <laughs> it's the cat. Uh, she's not. The, never mind. It's not the cat. <laughs> you heard me. She heard me talking shit, and she laughed. Yep. yep. See you. <laughs> I know you said you work with a lot of producers. Have you? Have you always? Do you? You write your own music. Have you always been your own lyricist? I have been. Yeah. The only time I will sing lyrics someone else wrote is if it's a cover. But even okay. in the studio, like if someone's trying to be like how about we talk about this or how about we write a song about this? I'm like, write your own song about that then. I was like, <laughs> That's right, it's your song. My song, it's got to be my lyrics because if it's not my experience and my feelings and my thoughts, then like, if I can't relate to it, you're going to hear that my vocals don't have the emotion in it or the passion. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be off if it's not my song. Sure, absolutely. What's the song? What's the songwriting process for Living W? 
it is me sitting on a couch in a studio, typing notes on my phone, texting them to the producer who's sitting right beside me. He reads them, nods, and is like, okay, go. And I just go up to the microphone and make up a melody line as I go along. Okay. <laughs> it is like, I literally just like pull things out of thin air. Like some of our songs, like Villain, we wrote and recorded that entire song in four hours. Wow. Like some, some of it just came like so easily. Like I would have the entire lyrics done in like 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then our producer Mitch would come up with an instrumental and he was like, whoa, you were a witty word. This is not going to fit the meter. And I was like, no, I'm going to wrap it. I'm going to make it fit. Like I would <laughs> pull things out of thin air and just like went with the flow. Like I don't really have like a structure. I just kind of like make things up as I go along. Okay. That's not always a bad thing. Although you can, you kind of, you're learning the song as you make it. Cause you're like, Oh, what if I do this now? Well, what if I do this now? It's not like in stone. I feel like the song wrote itself and I just like find it. Right, right, exactly. Absolutely. What's the first song on the album that you wrote? Alive. Alive, okay. So it felt kind of like a sentimental song. It made sense to release it as the first single because I was like, oh, this was the very first one we did. Alive by the Dead Girl. Yes. <laughs> What's your favorite song that you've written? Oh, that's a loaded question, Marcus. Nothing <laughs> Kids is my favorite. Like, I, I created them all equally. I love them all, but um, you're allowed to have a favorite in this in this in this case, though, because like the the middle child isn't actually going to hear your feedback on this one, so it's fine. That's true. See, I kind of have like different ones. I'm like, which one do I think is my best song? Which song am I most proud of? I think my favorite song is probably "Exorcism," the title track. Sure. Okay. And I think it's my favorite because it has so much elements of like heavy metal but also simultaneously it's so pop punk. You can hear the influence of the music I grew up on. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows like pretty much all my vocal abilities since it's completely all over the place. And it's so high energy and so fun that literally like all my friends and family, the first time they heard that song went, oh yeah, this is so Molly. Like this is such like a Molly sound. So I think I'm gonna have to say exorcism. Uh, from, a, from a live like performing, which one would be your favorite do you think? perform live i really like doing dirty liar okay. that one has such like it has such like a swanky beat and like with like the chanting and stuff like mm-hmm. possible for an audience to watch us play the song and not like throw their fists up sure. like that song has so much of like a an anthem yeah, feel yeah, to yeah. It. absolutely so overall just just uh just to kind of the finalize the uh, the the album notes like congratulations on the album it's fantastic it's a, it's a it's a it's a start to finish like listen which i appreciate so, like anytime like a, an artist puts out like an album like being able to put it on track one and actually listen all the way through mm-hmm. track 12 mm-hmm. or i'm sorry people go oh i don't like this one and skip it right no no it's all the way through no, it, it like I, I definitely, I definitely enjoyed it start to finish. So like, very nice job. It was very surprising. I can't remember because like when it, when Anthony mentioned to me that you were coming on, like I, I can't remember the first track that I actually put on. I was like, oh, okay, okay. And then like I actually remember starting the album and like putting a live, and I was like, I had that actual reaction, like the whoa. Mm. Okay, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> I- <laughs> And it's fascinating to me that you say that that was like your first song that you actually wrote. Cause like, that's, that's a fantastic base for like what you're doing, like moving forward. And I, I, I that's what I appreciate about you, Molly. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so 
we'll spend the rest of this time asking you a bunch of like weird questions, not necessarily about your music, and like try to like give our give our audience a, more of a highlight for you being our maiden a medal for February. I think we should you think. bring up. So I believe you have a birthday coming up. I do. And I believe there's a fundraiser that is incorporated in the idea, right? Or the. I lost you on that one. Sorry. I said it's the fourth annual fundraiser I've done. Oh, fourth one. Okay. And because uh, um, I myself, I have a rescue dog upstairs. So I follow the, I've always been a supporter for the homeless animals and stuff like that. Because mm. me personally, I like animals better than people. That's me though. Me too. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. <laughs> All right. No, absolutely. Uh, so if you want to give a little bit of kind of like, how it goes, how it works. Kind of give us insight to that. If you're allowed. If you're allowed. Oh, yeah, I can. Um, okay. So I did when I was 18. Is it my 18th birthday? No. How old am I now? I have to, like, do some math. I got to count my fingers. So you're 99, like 22 or 23, somewhere like that. It was my 20th birthday, but this is the fourth thing. So 20, 21, 22, 23. Okay. Look at me counting on my fingers, mm-hmm. figure out how old. Happy 23rd uh- birthday. Yeah, so it's gonna be your twenty third birthday. So no, sorry, I started this when I was twenty, not eighteen. Okay. The living dead girl I was doing when I was eighteen. Anyways, fundraiser. So it's fourth time in the row that I've done it. But so I came up with the idea because I was like, I already have a platform of followers between like my modeling and like just like I have already like a bit of a social media presence. I was like, I want to raise money for my for my local animal shelter for my birthday because I already have five rescue cats and a rescue dog. I already live in a petting zoo and can't keep adopting more animals. This. <laughs> Um, but I was like, but I still want to help them. And I think that there's a way I can do this to make it more fun. Like I could have just made like a little Facebook fundraiser, you know, the way people do. But I was like, I feel like I'm more creative than that. And I could make mm-hmm. it bigger, more money. So what I started doing, it's appropriately named Titties for Kitties, which I can't say with a straight face because I still think it's hilarious. It rhymes. It's, um, perfect. it's so cute. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a photo shoot. It's just like me and lingerie. It's like gets people's attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I sell different post like size posters and prints. I sign them and I mail them out and all of the profit that I raise, I donate to the animal shelter. So over the past four years, I've raised over $5,000 wow, for the shelter. That's awesome. The one year we actually did a living dead girl show at a local bar as well as sold prints and posters. So we sold all of the ticket money or we donated all of the ticket money rather um, awesome. to our as well. So it got even easier this year though, because now my boyfriend's a professional photographer. So like we literally just set up a backdrop like at his house. And I was like, can you do a photo shoot of me for my birthday and then let me sell them to save animals? And he was like, yeah, sure. So we just no, like, yeah, I was like, we just like quickly whipped out a photo shoot, put it up online. I'm like, all right, buy these pictures and help us save animals. That's awesome. Definitely. It's cool when you can also incorporate like even the music and stuff all together. You know what I mean? Like yeah. both sides of it. It's neat. Anytime I can use creativity or like, just like make something like I'm on absolutely a fundraiser yeah yeah you have five cats (laughs) five cats yeah I'm surprised you've only seen one of them so far you're like way too young to be the the crazy cat lady I know I don't know how this happened honestly I mean I understand the I understand the rescue thing you have the means to give them a better life but like it's like you're just way too young to be the crazy cat lady that's like a 67 year old thing (laughs) you get one and then you're like it's a friend and then Mm -hmm. there was one dumped behind our family's business it was like in the dumpsters we set up a live trap and we brought it home uh-huh. and then and then there was one that like where was it she was like at a foster place so i brought like you just keep finding them and you think why not and then you bring it home mm-hmm. we're gonna fo- we're gonna see you in rehab someday it's just because you have too many cats like you're gonna be <laughs> like 20 or something it's like we have to put this girl away 
And then what, and like, how are we going to get living dead girl music? <laughs> my goal in life is to become rich enough that I could have like 80 rescue cats in like a huge house and just like foster them. Yeah, foster house. Like, I want to like rescue as many animals as I can. Like, that right. is my life. That's like when they, they have like, and you go to like, you know, the pet store and they have like, like, I won't go over there because I just want to take them with me. Like, I just like, no, I'll just go this way. <laughs> like, well, that's been the hard part of doing this fundraiser is I go into the shelter and just give them cash because then I also want to go in and I can also like, I always go in and socialize the animals and pet yeah, them and right. that helps. Take one home. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> one, three, nine, fine. And then I'm like, well, I feel guilty. Like I should take home like seven more. Right. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel you. I feel you. Oh, that's fantastic. One just jumped oh, on me. There you go. You got one. Hey. Oh, oh my gosh! Stop it. <laughs> she likes to interrupt me when I'm doing stuff. So. That's the job of a cat. <laughs> you know, you know they have good character when they'll interrupt absolutely everything you're doing in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has to be a part of it. She's clingy. <laughs> okay bye you, um, <laughs> a lot of tattoos what's your first tattoo you ever got first tattoo i ever got was the avril lavigne skater boy star no, on my wrist that. okay that's fun I had my left wrist because avril has it on her left wrist too and like i was just so obsessed with her at 16 years old so i felt really badass and edgy because i went and got a tattoo without asking my parents so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah play the uh, it's totally a like it's totally a rub on gig and then it just never comes off. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I had them convinced. My mom finally figured out. But I, like by age 17, I already had like four tattoos. And like one of them was under my arm and was pretty big. And like I had them convinced that I was buying like temporary ones and sticking them on. Because I did used to do that. I would like buy a temporary one and I'd stick it on. And I'd kind of like look at it for a bit to decide if I wanted one there. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So then when I had real ones, they thought that they were just still the fake ones. And then finally, like I had like just gotten out of the shower or something and had one on. And my mom was looking at it and she was like, would that not have washed off? <laughs> uh, busted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. What's your favorite tattoo? Hard to pick. I love them all. But... I know. I know again, but the middle child. It's, don't worry most, about it. I'll <laughs> be actually, I have this like little music note just on the side. Of- mm-hmm. And the, that one's special is because the day that we finished recording Exorcism in Los Angeles, I was just like, I want to go get a tattoo. And my producer's like, of what? And I'm like, I don't know. I'll decide when I get <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. So I, went there. I was like, I'm just going to get a cute little music note. But then every time I look at it, I'll be like, oh, that was the day I finished my very first album in Los Angeles. Like, it was like the best experience of my life. So that one has a story to it, whereas my other ones are all just random shit. So Because right. you're like, oh, it's cool to have a yeah, meaning. I mean, I have plenty and I couldn't tell you half of the meanings behind stuff. But, you know, <laughs> but it looks yeah, cool. <laughs> my life barely has any meaning. Don't ask what. <laughs> uh yeah is there Marilyn Manson on your left eye it is yeah that's it <laughs> just, just, just curious yeah it is. well at first like looking from a distance I was like oh it's like an Indian and then like I looked like close I was like no that's Marilyn Manson you were the second person that said that to me my grandpa asked me that because our family is indigenous so he was like okay. is that native woman on your leg and I was like it's Marilyn Manson <laughs> Well, because honestly, doing like my pre-show prep, I'm looking. It's like, oh, there's like probably like some tribal meaning to this. I can ask about it. And then like closer inspection, like that's not no, nope. no, that's Man, not going to work. It's just <laughs> so that question landed just about as well as I thought it was going to. Like it just done, finished, cool. 
Good talk. <laughs> Perfect. Family growing up, any brothers and sisters? One brother. Is he super talented like you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, he's into he's, he's film school because he wants to be a director. So he's not a musician, but he's creative too. Good for him. Where do you currently reside? I know you're uh, Can- uh, Canadian based. Uh, so Canadian based. Native. Native. That's the word I was looking for. Words are hard. Uh, Ca- Canadian native. Where do, you, where do you live now? Uh, Toronto area. Okay. okay still there. Toronto area because I live in like a small city just outside of it. Sure. And I'm like, you're just say Toronto. How would you describe the music scene in Toronto? Currently non-existent because of lockdowns. <laughs> um, it's, it's so bad. Um, but pre pandemic days i'd say it's pretty good like um but there's just not as many venues in canada as there is in the states so it's a lot harder to book here because like there's not as many bars and as many concert venues um so like it's all right it's just not as easy as it is to like book a show if you lived in like nashville or los angeles or something (laughs) have you traveled quite a bit i have what's your favorite where's your favorite place in the world can I say Disney World? Does that count? Of course it counts. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, either Disney World or Los Angeles. Okay. What's your favorite ride at Disney World? Haunted Mansion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's in. Uh, that's actually Magic Kingdom, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See. See. Good job. Oh yeah. <laughs> I get. I get stuck in that ride. That wasn't. <laughs> I hate this ride. <laughs> I looked at the gravedigger guy for like an hour and a half. I'm like, this is not fun. <laughs> I want a house that looks like Haunted Mansion one day. Like, really cool. inspired by, like, same decorations and everything. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Get the mirrors with the ghosts in them. Yeah. Yes. Put that in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Just the shower and just scare yourself. And yeah. <laughs> so, favorite place is Disneyland. And you have an album out that's called Exorcism. So, if I was to ask what kind of, uh, what kind of movies do you generally... Uh, lean towards I, I would say we, we, we there's a range there so yeah <laughs> what's your favorite kind of movies Disney cartoons meant for children okay nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that no. so so if you were to turn around right now and turn on the TV like what's the Disney movie you're putting on right now Little Mermaid okay uh, that's my wife's favorite a classic <laughs> a classic I that's good if I was wearing long sleeves you'd see it right there I feel like I'm taking over this. No, you're doing great. I'm doing okay. I'm socially awkward, which is weird for a podcast, but you know, that's (laughs) fine. (laughs) We run a talk program, but we don't talk. Um, Yeah. All right. So we have a segment that we do. I think I feel like now is probably like a good time, Mm -hmm. a good time for this because, yeah, we've we've, we've consumed about a half hour of your life. So being a heavy metal over a six pack, we do um, we do six questions, not necessarily about your music. So just, just, you know, random, very, very safe, simple stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, this is just a, uh, this is just a piece to, for our audience and hopefully future audiences to uh, get to know you better. All right. So if you could pick, let's start with this one. If you could pick one superhero power, what would you, what would you pick? Probably to teleport. 
I like that. Like time or like just like the space? Like are you going back in time or are you just like going from like this room to that room without? This room to that room, like places. Because I want to travel the entire world, but I hate actually traveling. Gotcha. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, play, plane ride sucks. I got you. Yeah, I just want to show up places. Yeah, instantly. If you're on death row, it would be your last meal request. Steak. <laughs> very rare steak with garlic butter on it mm, there okay. that's there you go i like it i like it what is it about girls that were born like in like don't take like i'm not generalizing by any means but girls that are born in the 90s that like eat their eat like steak like completely rare is that like a thing like were you guys trained that way i mean it's perfect it's beautiful <laughs> i just like it as bloody as possible <laughs> right well rachel <laughs> restaurants i'm like just don't even cook it <laughs> just give it to me out of the fridge yeah sear, sear. <laughs> like sear flip sear off rachel needs my wife needs to have hers like done like needs to be completely cooked oh, Which, it's, i it's... mean that grosses me out but that's fine <laughs> Ew, like, oh yeah yeah no no <laughs> with ketchup no i like there's nothing wrong with ketchup all right we talked about disney a little bit so if you had the opportunity to do a voiceover in a disney film as a as one of the characters, obviously, would you be? This is a this is a multiple part question. Would you be the damsel in distress, the hero, or the villain? And what would the movie be about? I want to be a princess, but I feel like they'd probably just cast me as a villain. <laughs> uh, I want that's an option. Um, and if they ever made like any kind of alternative princess, like if Disney ever wanted to go that route and make like an alternative princess who like wants to sing metal or something, that'd be really cool. Okay. Okay. Like Mal- Maleficent, wasn't she sort of a princess? Kinda, right? Is that correct? I don't know I mean, who that is. Maybe she's Maleficent- dressed like one. Beauty. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. All right, we're three questions in. You're doing just fine. See, these are these are like real safe and like real easy. <laughs> Very silly. Molly, have you ever seen the movie Fight Club? I haven't. You haven't. Do you have you? Do you know the concept? Don't they always just say, don't ever talk about Fight Club or something? Well, that's what, that's the first rule of Fight Club, which means we're breaking the first rule. But if you <laughs> could pick anybody in history, living or dead, to actually get into a fight with, who would you fight? Like a fist fight? Uh, just, a, just a brawl, a cat fight, fist fight, punching, kicking, pseudo, karate, whatever. Hmm. I have a few people I would love to fist fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. Uh, the first thing, the first picture of a person that pops in my brain is this girl that bullied me in high school. I'm holding a grudge, apparently. <laughs> Can we, let's like completely publicly blast her. That'd be fun. For <laughs> stalking and harassing me even after graduating high school. Oh oh, that's not weird at all. Oh my gosh, like get over it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> not you, her. <laughs> right. You go for the which one? Yeah, I wrote it down. Okay. Yeah, this is we're having fun. Like we're talking oh, Disney. Right. We're talking Disney movies. So mm-hmm. obviously we can we can. All right, this is a tough one. I need you. I need you to visualize this one. Okay. So like when you listen to music for the rest of your life. I forget the witch part. I'm getting there. I'm not gonna forget you, the witch you part. Said it weird. So you're walking down the street, like you actually bump into like this evil witch. Evil witch casts a spell on you. So from now on, when you listen to music for the rest of your life, you will not be able to hear one element of the song. It's either going to be the vocals, 
the drums, or the guitars forever. What would you be able to listen to or like what would you be able to not listen to ever again if forced to? That is so hard. Vocals are the most important to me, so they have to stay. I guess I could say drums because it could just be like acoustic. Okay. So just think vocal. of every so think of every song you've ever heard and whatnot. The drums you can't you actually can't hear it anymore. Like so, nothing would be actually augmented. It would actually just be there, just no drums. I guess drums. Okay. You'd be surprised how many vocalists actually pull pull out the vocals. Still, yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. I don't have to listen to myself. Ever. Oh no, those are my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> they should be. They're the reason. They're the reason why you're here. Yeah, that's kind of your job. Makes whether or not a band. It comes down to the vocalist. Mm-hmm. This one is actually kind of kind of somewhat about about your music, but if you could actually build like a dream tour, so any act that was the, from like any ever any period in time, you could be the opener, you could be the headliner, but you're going on a world tour. You're bringing four bands with you. What would be your dream tour? Four bands: um, Motionless and White, Hailstorm, In This Moment, and Star Set. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I would buy that ticket. Yeah, absolutely. That's not an abstract. That would actually work. Yeah. Yeah. They're generally same genre ish. Yeah. Absolutely. We got a promoter yeah. we can call and get this set up. <laughs> right. Let's get that, please. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's our segment, our six questions, not necessarily about your music. Anthony, do you have anything to ask, Molly? Uh, I mean, I suppose if we're going to kind of tie everything up is there anything to look forward to for you know everyone about either you the modeling the music any of the sorts uh, beginning touring this year nice very first time ever touring the states so i'm very excited maybe they'll come near us who knows maybe maybe if you if if you float around us we'll try to fit we'll we'll figure that out where are you based uh we're in new england massachusetts boston oh, okay that's like we, not even that far from where we are. Yeah, we have plenty of clubs in Boston. So, I mean, like you can definitely like the, the Paradise is a good spot. Palladium and Worcester is actually a good spot. If you're going stadium style, I mean, we got a couple of those also. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't we all? <laughs> um, I saw in the end of the year recap on YouTube, like what were you recording in, in August? Um, so in August, we were recording some new material as well as revamping some older material okay so new, like new upcoming singles new upcoming albums yeah if you're, if you're allowed to say i don't want to give away too much um but i will say too i'm also going back to nashville and we'll be in the studio again in march so there is a lot of new content coming awesome we look forward to that yeah definitely. yeah i'm really about it for uh, new fans of Living Dead Girl, because like hopefully we, we just want everybody to hear you. Like, was it where's the best place to find you and your stuff? Uh, so we have an official website, livingdeadgirl.ca. Uh, pretty much anything you could hope for is on there. You've got like the videos, the tour dates, merchandise. That's like a one stop, a one stop shop thing. Um, we also have a Facebook page. I'd like to say we have an Instagram, but it got hacked and deleted yesterday. So Lame. hopefully, I'm able to get it back. If not, I'll make a new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an official YouTube channel, Living Dead Girl official. We're on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you listen to music. All that stuff. And we'll, we'll make sure when we post it, we'll try to link as much as we can from your mm-hmm. stuff, just so it's all there. 
Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for spending the time yeah, with no, us today. Thank you. We know, we, we know you're a busy person, so we don't want to, uh, we don't want to keep you, keep you much more, much longer, but you Thank know, you. it was a fun interview. It was fantastic to semi meet you. And yeah. Nice too. I love being podcast. Really, this is fun for me. Awesome. And the, the album is excellent. Like, honestly, kudos. Like I, I'm, I'm sad that I only knew it like within like the last week or so. And like, I didn't know it sooner, but like, I, I promise it'll, it'll get some listens. Better late than ever. I got at least 48 cents worth of royalties off of Spotify coming your way just for my, for my <laughs> listens alone. Ooh, I'll go get us dinner with 48 cents. There yeah. you go. <laughs> All right, Molly, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. That is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal Over Six Pack Podcast. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email hmoa6pack at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.